Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome into House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Drop your shoes at the door. Feel free to take advantage of the coat rack over here. You know what to do. Hats, coats, that kind of thing. Feel free to throw them over the chair over here if you want. But come on into the living room. Because here, sitting by the fireside today, is our very good friend from Grapsity. It is Righteous Reg. Reg, thank you so much for coming into House of Wrestling to talk some pro wrestling with me today. It's your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Righteous Reg from the world-famous Grapsity Podcast. Yeah, I'm saying world-famous, man. I'm just putting it all on us. Off jump, just so I can let these people know who it is in the building. Thank you so much, Nick, for having me today. This is amazing. Uh, I'm very excited about talking some wrestling. Uh, there's a lot going on in pretty much all the companies. A lot of stuff that's super interesting to me. So thanks for having me. My pleasure. And you guys really are world famous because now we're sharing podcast space. But mm-hmm. most of the time that I, I see you, it's usually like in person. You know, we share yeah. a lot of like media space. Totally. And when you and Phil and uh, and used to rest in peace, Will Washington, Grassity, <laughs> wherever he is, he's he's. <laughs> I think he got Adam Cold out of BTE. He did. Um, so, um, but when you guys walk in, man, it feels people people turn their heads. You know, you guys are a big deal. I, I think world famous is an appropriate moniker for you guys. Well, not as world famous as Nick Hausman getting, nah. you know, CM Punk treatment. Not not as that that far, but you know, uh, we're trying to get there. <laughs> I, I will say I want to give a shout out to to House of Wrestling uh supporter, Jaron who I physically met in the real world. I went and saw the great 1989 film, The Wizard, in theater. They were showing it. If you know, you know. Brought my power glove. But on the way out, uh, (laughs) this guy walks up to me, Jaron, and he said, thank you for the work. I really enjoy it. And it was wonderful. I love when those interactions happen in the real world. Love them even more when they happen in front of my wife and she pops and thinks that I'm a yes. somebody. So, yes. <laughs> so thank you, Jaron, for making my day, my wife's day. You're wonderful. Uh, your wife, Lisa, you're great. Thank you. Um, and yeah, you know what it is, Reg. World yep. famous pro wrestling personalities. Right? Uh, what can we say at this point? Just take it or uh, leave it. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, hey, uh, real quick, before we get to the news, if you're watching us right here, right now, it is Tuesday, noon Eastern. And you are on the premier streaming network. You want to watch us first. You want to get that first run of House of Wrestling. You want to get the only video version of House of Wrestling Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern. You got to go sign up for Premiere Plus over at watchonpremiere.com. Come over to Premier Streaming Network. Lots of great content. Mm-hmm. Matt Cardona, I think, might be on the board of directors. It seems like he takes up 80% of the real estate. He's everywhere. My God. <laughs> I didn't put it on the run sheet because we have so much to get to, but he brought back Zack Ryder yesterday, right? Wow. Yeah, a lot going on. The True Hollywood stories are coming back, man. It's like, wow, this guy is really going in, and I'm not kidding when I say he's everywhere. If you check an independent wrestling company, he probably is the champion of their company. Like, If you just look at the stats at somewhere, if he hasn't been, he's going to be. That's just how it's going at this point. My favorite Cardona tweet of the week was that he has so many belts. How many belts does he have? He has so many belts 
that he had to be put. He won another belt. He put it in his bag. He went to pick up the bag and the bag broke. He had to go yeah. to Target, buy another piece of luggage because the old luggage broke too many belts. That is a that Crazy. is only a, a wrestler problem, right? Mm. Only a wrestler problem. Exactly. One thousand percent. Shout out to Matt Cardona, though. He's on his way. Yeah. Great job, Matt. And by the way. He's on Premier Streaming Network. Back to the plug, right? So Premier Streaming Network, gone, baby. Tuesday, Thursdays. Uh, also, uh, if you like House of Wrestling, we have a podcast feed where you can also find the audio from this show, all the House of Wrestling shows here on Premier. Uh, we also do interviews on the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Last Friday, good close personal friend, BD Smooth was on the show. He's a ring crew a guy here in the Midwest, uh, works at Taco Bell. He's a juggalo. He also did some rap, Reg. Works at Taco Bell. He's a juggalo. That got me good. What? <laughs> That's just a, a funny combination of things, I guess. <laughs> BD Smooth is the man. Like, I'm not. I, sounds, I, sounds amazing. I like him a lot already. And, I don't even know him. <laughs> and his interview is doing surprisingly well on the podcast feed. So if, you've, mm. if, if you're just like, who is this person Nick Houseman's describing? I want to do more of those. I've met a lot of characters here in, in independent pro wrestling. Go find BD Smooth. But you can also find a more notable name in the podcast feed right now. Effie over there. We've started running quotes. It's been three days worth of quotes uh, since last Thursday or since last. Uh, when did he come out? Monday. We teased it Friday, whatever. The big one, of course, Effie got popped for 15 years of probation wow. because he got pulled over and they found an edible or edibles. In his car, fifteen years. Pro- wow, got- isn't that insane, Reg? That's so long. As someone who likes edibles and things of that nature, thinking of having fifteen years of probation just for having it in my car is insane. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think they thought he was. I think they thought he was high too. And from he kind of looks high in his mugshot. I'm is- gonna say, yeah, he probably was high, but that's besides the point. You don't have to give him fifteen years probation for that. I was talking to a, a Hall of Famer who. I, I won't say by by direct name because I want to pull them into this, but it was uh, they thought that it was because he's uh, in Georgia and v- very Georgia. gay, very gay. True. And yeah. maybe mm-hmm. when you walk in and they could tell you're gay in a Georgia courtroom, maybe a lighter sentence becomes a heavier sentence. That was just something he said. I don't want to say poor poorly things of the the people of Georgia or their judicial system, but you know, I mean, not as bad as Florida, but they're pretty bad. Dude, did you see the NAACP came out and was straight up like Florida is bad for black Don't people? Go there, yeah, seriously, yeah, no, seriously. I got the newsletter. It's, there's a black wow. newsletter that went out and said, "Stay away from Florida, everybody. Do not go there. Don't have WrestleMania there, so I never have to go there again." World Man. Wrestling Entertainment. Man, you know, and we just put this thing out about uh, the Effie quotes about Sunny Kiss this morning. And, mm. you know, AEW, Florida, those things are synonymous, you know. Uh, WWE, too. I mean, everybody has a, uh, you know, a base some kind of way in Florida. I've been there a couple of times due to wrestling. And uh, when people are like, why'd you go to Florida? I'm like, wrestling. But I, you know what I mean? Like, they always have this connection to it. But we got to start connecting somewhere else. And Texas, too. Texas is awful, too. But they get a crap ton of wrestling shows all the time yeah. but uh we gotta go somewhere else at this point yeah man well hey here's to hoping wrestling is the great unifier here right everybody yes. loves wrestling it's everybody true. wants to see polio del mar everybody wants to see sunny kiss true right mm-hmm. so hey hopefully wrestling could be the thing that helps bring us all together here everybody and on mm-hmm. that note one last thing here to plug at the top i got a big surprise special interview special it's a special special 
It's multiple people tomorrow on the podcast feed. Tune in for that. All right. Wow. Let's get to. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you <laughs> off the air. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I didn't want to say who it is because I'm recording it this afternoon. Anyway, oh, or yeah. who they are. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the news. Uh, so at New Japan Resurgence this past Sunday, uh, PW Insider Wrestling Observer were the first to report almost at once that Mercedes Monet, Monet broke her ankle during the New Japan Strong Women's Championship Tournament Final uh, in the match against Willow Nightingale. Of course, Willow went on to win that. She is now the champion. That was apparently not the plan, according to the Observer. Uh, and they also noted that Monet has signed a new deal with New Japan, though no details were given. But, Reg, you were at this show, were you not? I was. Yes, I, w- I drove down to Long Beach from Oakland, specifically with the hopes of seeing this main event. Big deal. Two black women are going to be in the first ever New Japan main. Like, they don't do women's matches very often. They don't have black women in their show very often. And so they had these two black women. Great first round matches for both of them in, in, in this tournament. But getting to Willow and Mercedes Monet, I was super hyped about it. Uh, everybody was. You saw the standing ovation we were giving, big, big ovation before they started the match. Match was going great. Everything was happening. And then now we have video and kind of specifically know exactly where it happened. Mercedes and Willow are on the top rope. Mercedes falls backwards. I don't know. I don't think that was supposed to be the spot. I think it was supposed to be something going into the ring. Falls down to the floor, injures her ankle, uh, seemingly calls an audible. I think the only one that wasn't super in on what was going on was the referee. As you can see, the first first, uh, time that they tried to end the match, that the referee wasn't in on it, so they had to do the spot again. Um, Yeah, so (sighs) there's a lot going on here, Nick Housen. I don't know, like... It's it, it's unfortunate, first of all, for Mercedes because she was on such a great run. All the matches that she's done since you know leaving WWE and entering into Japan and all these things have been amazing. This match was going amazing. There's so many great things. It seems like she was on her way to becoming the new New Japan Strong Women's Champion. And so for it to change so quickly, audibles and all these things to be thrown, and for it to be over like that is really unfortunate. But we also need to shout out Willow Nightingale, who did get the victory and did become the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Man, yeah, a lot to take in. Uh, so first of all, when you're in there and you're watching the match, could you tell something had happened that the match had gone askew? Was it obvious to you in the? Uh... It wasn't super obvious as it as the the her falling down happened. Just like okay, it looked kind of weird, and then she kind of played it off a little bit, but then you kind of like, okay, something's not right here. You could feel the energy kind of right throughout the, the place of everybody being like, okay, it's interesting. It's not exactly, it doesn't feel like it's flowing like it should be. And yeah. then they, they went immediately into the, the finish, you know? Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's really bad luck, obviously, because it does sound like, according to Meltzer, they had signed her to some kind of new deal. So they wanted to see more of Monet in the new Japan stardom space. But also mm-hmm. there's Forbidden Door 2 this uh, summer, which is not too far off in on the horizon. It's like a and month away. It's like, yeah, right? Mm. <laughs> so it's tough because there's so many AEW events happening at the same time to kind of Dude. remember the order of them. Uh, but yeah, Forbidden Door 2, not far off. Mm. If this thing's a broken ankle... That uh, one of the big dream matches, and we don't really know who that the, they'd have paired her with, but everybody seemingly assumed or thought or figured in some way Monet would play play into this big show in Toronto. Uh, it's so unfortunate because there's so many dream matches. I was ready, like pretty much any match they could have announced 
if she was wrestling uh, uh, somebody from AEW, I was in. If it was Jamie Hayter, if it was Tony Storm, if it was Ruby, uh, anybody, I, I'll take them. Any any of them, and I, that was one huge match. I talked about this on Grapsity, I think last week, saying that if AEW can get all the pieces together, this is gonna blow last year's Forbidden Door out of the water. They got Kenny, they got Brian, they could possibly have Omega. Uh, I mean, uh, Okada and Tanahashi, like mocks and all these pieces if they could put them together this is going to be an all-time show and it's already starting out bad also on top of the uh mercedes injury uh ozzy open marks davis was announced that he's out and they had to relinquish their titles ozzy open could have possibly also been a part of some huge match at forbidden door so it's not starting out very well and another thing on top of the matches i heard that there was going to be at minimum 10 more minutes onto this match that uh willow and sasha had so they would have cooked up something more and had this great, probably all-time match, and that's another unfortunate piece that just kind of went away really quickly. Yeah, but and, and I say but because obviously this is bad. You never want to see anybody get injured. We've just gone through all of the terrible things that are going to domino because of this injury. <laughs> but what an opportunity for Willow Nightingale, right? Yes. You know, Mercedes is going to come back from injury, and mm-hmm. you have a built-in program here. I would. I don't know. I don't know that I would turn Willow heel. I mean, you might just to make things fun, but she's so good. She's just getting over as a baby in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Her music hits. People are getting behind her. I don't know if you want to mess with that momentum right now. Yeah. But, but I I saw them over on the Observer when they were recapping this. They were saying how now is the time to get behind Willow because you got a moment here, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Do something here with her in this moment. The fans love her. She's a champion in New Japan. You've been given this opportunity. I really hope something happens here for Willow coming out of this. Yeah, this is kind of one of those lightning in a bottle. You didn't really know that you were going to get this, but you have this moment. And it's not like, I mean, she's in this position in this main event for a reason. Uh, there's The fans are behind her. There's people in behind the scenes that are behind her. She's working for all these different independent promotions. She's one of the hottest women's wrestlers in the world at this point. And so this is only going to give her more momentum. And AEW, if they could utilize having another belt that's not one of their own two women's champions to uh, send some, you know, get some help behind somebody, Willow's a great way to start. It's a, it's a great problem to have, I think, like, oh, we, well, we didn't expect Willow to be the New Japan Strong Champion, but she is now, so let's go forward with it. She can now have this big Forbidden Door match and be involved in New Japan Strong is involved in all these things. So it's going to be great for Willow. No one in the world could have been in a better position than Willow. Like you said, she has a lot of great momentum. She's been grinding for years to get to this position. And so for her to be in this spot is amazing. It's perfect. I'm so happy and proud of the amazing rest that she is. And I can't get behind her ever being a hill nick houseman so i don't know where they would go <laughs> hey she, you know, when she comes out we're dancing she's just so infectious and 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 her charisma it's like i can't boo this person what what never you all didn't think i could do it let's be honest you all love mercedes monet and you looked right past willow nightingale uh, i am not to be denied okay i that's that's where i would go with it i see it yeah. and I didn't mean to go much further down this rabbit hole, but I think she has the personality to pull it off because, okay. you know, it, it is tough to, you know, you heard Jungle Boy Jack Perry out here. I don't like promos. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's 
I mean, we that that's the super rabbit hole I would love to get into about how this promo thing for so much forever, honestly, it's driven me crazy, Nick. It's like it, if in order to be a world champion, you have to be a promo. That's just not true in these day and age. There's so many things, so many ways you could get around and still have the people that need to be in these positions, in these positions without being the best promo. I don't want to hear Jack Perry talk. I don't want to hear Darby Allen talk when Darby Allen had that great promo. And then weeks after they were like, all right, let's do it again. It's like, no, let him do the one. The thing, the reason that Darby Allen is Darby Allen is because he doesn't talk. He got there by throwing his body, being crazy, doing videos uh, that are dark and weird and stuff. Why is he talking? Why, why are these people talking? It is, it is the weirdest title program they've, ever done in the history of the company i mean it is a mess and when you have guys out there saying things like that which are just like dunkable comments yeah. i mean it's whatever all right anyway we're gonna jump off of the mercedes monet but we were talking a little bit about forbidden door and mm -hmm. all the people that if everything comes to fruition could be involved one name may be back in the fold we don't know we'll find out here very soon i'm sure is cm punk now it mm -hmm. has been Mm. Uh, let's see. It's been five, five days since I recorded an episode of house of wrestling. And about an hour after I recorded the last episode, Reg, I broke this story that has <laughs> seemingly resonated. We talked about it. We talked specific, specifically what you put out. And, uh, yeah, here's Nick Hausman right smack dab in the middle of a CM Punk thing. Once again, big surprise. <laughs> Right place, right time, baby. Put together your Reddit conspiracy theories, everybody. You know, the thing is, I don't even, I used to be, I am an Eagle Scout. I used to go camping. I hear I'm in camps these days. I haven't been to a campsite in years. Anyway. I see a tent in your background back there, Nick. We <laughs> yeah. There's a Colt Cabana improv poster over my left shoulder, too, if you want to. Really hey it is. It's right there. That's him. You can't really see it, but one day, get a close-up of it. Anyway. So uh, I don't even know why I cited myself on my run sheet, but I did. <laughs> so I don't forget that you broke this, I guess, Nick. God. Oh, yeah, I did do this. <laughs> I smoked entirely too much weed in my life. Uh, so here's the here's the long and the sort of what I put out. AEW uh, rehired Ace Steel several months ago. And I went looking into this because, obviously, the Ace Steel element of why Punk may or may not have been involved in the collision uh, announcement started to spill out after Punk wasn't on collision. So I go ask right. around about this, find out Ace Steel actually has been with the company for several months, um, and the plan seemed to be that they were going to work him in backstage uh, in some capacity, but he's been unable to go backstage until this point because he would upset some people with his, with his presence. And so he's been working somewhat remotely. I wasn't really <laughs> quite sure of exactly what Ace is doing, so I apologize for not... Filling in that blank. But uh, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it looked like, uh, well, based off what the Observer said, following up, I'll say this. Jericho, they say, is the one who floated uh, Ace. Or no, wait, no, that was actually Fightful. I think Sean said that before mm -hmm. I did the digging around. Yep. Ace, uh, Jericho brought up Ace coming back into the fold um, as a way to kind of mend fences. And so everybody was yep. kind of moving forward that we're going to do the collision thing. Punk and Ace could be over on collision. We'll kind of figure everything else out, but that'll put some distance here. For whatever reason, on the Tuesday before the announcement, the announcement was on a Wednesday, so the day before the big Warner Brothers Discovery upfront announcement about Collision, uh, Tony decides, from what I gather, Ace is coming backstage. And Ooh. there are then phone calls made. Lawyers have to start representing people because you got to have those front lines. The lawyers all agree. While we're all talking, probably not a good idea to announce Punk. 
So Punk gets pulled from the collision announcement as things get figured out. Mm -hmm. But I was shown proof that things appear to be fine between Punk and Khan, which I didn't even think was the biggest part of this story. But you go to Reddit and you'd think that was the only thing I reported. Um, mm -hmm. So Punk and Khan, from what I gather to be on good terms, communication seems to be open. And then the Observer, Meltzer, who really, <clears throat> I love Dave, but the way you wrote up the, this report and what you had heard caused some confusion in the aggregate, but whatever. It's all figured out. Um, he's saying that as a Saturday, things are looking good between Punk and AEW, yeah. and it would seem all systems go. So, Reg, here we go. Yes, I'm back in the middle of it here. What's your take on, on everything I just threw out there? A lot. Because uh, uh, going into this, before this, I wasn't super into on the a still being back idea. So I was under the impression we were about to, on Wednesday, uh, I, I I thought when he wasn't involved in the posters, I wasn't, that didn't do anything for me. Because it's like, I think it'd be better for them to announce it on the show. Anyways, you get a bigger, a bigger deal if you say, all right, we got Collision and the star of Collision, CM Punk, blah, blah. So the, the upfront thing. I got past it. But then when we hear about this Ace, Ace Steel stuff and then CM Punk's on Instagram and this beef with Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer and and they, they keep getting into this stuff. And and so it seems like every time AEW announces some big deal, here comes some wild CM Punk story to kind of derail it or send it into a frenzy. And so we're all on the impression that CM Punk was going to be the leader of the show. And then immediately it's like, oh, well, actually, maybe he might not be. And then some fake rumors come out about Daily uh, about Daily's Place and the, the United Center and there's all this stuff going on. But it seems as though where all systems go tomorrow, they should be announcing that they're going to have the first collision at the United Center. CM Punk's going to be here. We're all going there. But as we've seen, as last week happened, Things can change within minutes, and uh, so I don't believe anything. I'm not going to believe that CM Punk is back in AEW until June 17th, until Collision, until I see him on the screen because he could be scheduled to go out the curtain and change his mind, as we see, so I don't know. It's true. Now, you said fake rumors, so you don't think there was anything? Because I, I honestly, I poked around, but I didn't hear anybody come back and refute the Dailies Plaza thing to me. But you think that that you think there's much to do about nothing with that? Oh, that's nothing. Like I went and I went myself and searched for the answer to this, and there was nothing to that rumor. That's just some random person online getting to Dave Meltzer and kind of getting this rumor started up. That's a nothing rumor. Okay, yeah, because that yes. that's in line because. That's the thing is, like, I put this story out and I was literally just in a position where I had the opportunity to get clarity on what mm -hmm. was going on. And I put it out there. Right. And in the wake of it, it is wild watching yeah. all of these things come up with with these people trying to create mm -hmm. problems where yes. I, I have not. <laughs> You're like, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, well, not, not even like what I say, but like seemingly trying to make problems of the situation where right. my report ends with like. Hey, there was some legal miscommunication. It seems everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, let's let's move about. No, it can't be that way. Mm -mm. A lot of other things have to be going on. Doom right? and gloom. Oh, CM Punk, he's doing it again. Here he goes, and then it's like the Alvarez thing is like, well, I've heard that for a couple of weeks. Every time something comes of CM Punk, he's just being difficult. He's doing all this, but it's like that's not even true. Why is everybody saying this? Like we don't know these things. Like, all right, you guys. 
I understand kind of how this guy gets upset because it feels like every time somebody talks about him, it's in a negative light. You, leave, you read the observer story and they frame him a certain type of way. So every time I, I would probably feel a type of way and understand where he's coming from. Every time they announce something, then it, his name is attached to it. All of a sudden he's crazy. He's causing all these problems and he's wild and he's tr seemingly trying to mend fences, you know, Nick? That's 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 how I've interpreted it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but here here's the thing: is the at the essence of what uh, is going on from I feel like what Alvarez has been saying is mm -hmm. that the, the the elite really isn't they have they are not ready to move past this yet, right? That is mm -hmm. really the essence of of the pushback here, in, in right. my opinion, and it doesn't help them when Punk goes out and portrays himself as a rational right individual, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of that going on in there. Uh, mm -hmm. I also wonder, you know, what's going to happen here in the not too distant future when you have joint pay-per-views or whatever, what may be, because I think a great way to bring punk back and I'll do my little Will Washington fantasy booker mm -hmm. here <laughs> is uh, as I put on my fantasy booker hat. Um, well, he's a real one now. He's got to he change here. Take off this hat, new hats, bigger hats. I wide I brim. Nobody I can't. can't. No, no comment. <laughs> if you're not watching Premier Streaming Network, you did not see the object work I just did. It was mm -hmm. awesome. It was on fleek. It's great. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the only person. Who's what kind of hat were you putting on? Hat double brim in the back? It was double brim cowboy hat to the side. I was pulling it. It's stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing in improv. You can make them as big or as small as you Word want. Word ass hat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take it off. Anyway, it's one of those like five barrel, five gallon uh, cowboy things, but it has a stretch brim. Oh, yeah, interesting. That's fine. Now it's ten gallon. <laughs> right make it bigger <laughs> anyway improv baby <laughs> it's the yes. dumbest thing i've ever done on the show real mm -hmm. thing though here's yes. here's 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 my fantasy book i would mm -hmm. announce the united i would announce punk on wednesday i would announce yeah. united and everyone goes well punk's got to be there right right i would after what has what is probably uh, going to be a very good match with a questionable build in the main event i would have punk walk out and confront mjf and immediately move on to something bigger and better with those two. And it has nothing largely to do with what happened at AEW All Out. And Max can float and he could be on collision. He could go contribute to Dynamite. And you could build to that for a pay-per-view or for Wembley or wherever you want to do it. But I would bring Punk back in a surprise fashion there after announcing United on Wednesday. That's that's my personal Will Washington hat, <laughs> hat, hat of the week. Yeah, uh, kind of going along what you said, Phil and I have been talking about it. You can't keep CM Punk off of Dynamite. I don't care what you guys do with Collision. If CM Punk starts cooking on Collision, you have to have him on Wednesdays. He can't just be on one show. If, if this guy's a big star, this guy's a, a, a needle mover, all the things like you got to have him on your flagship show unless you're going to make Collision uh, th just along the lines of the flagship show too. But I don't, I don't find any way, like you said, with pay-per-views, and all this thing that CM Punk's only going to be on collision. It's not, it's just not going to work. Uh, here's, here's the thing is I kind of start, I mean, I started the clock a little while ago, but the, the, the clock ticking here is the bucks and Kenny and their AEW contracts, right? Mm -hmm. If, if their contracts are up here in six months, we're going to see a real interesting game uh, or <sighs> of, of chess being played here, you know, it just politically as if we haven't yeah. already been for, it'll be like, it'll be over. It'll be like almost two years of the most elaborate 3d chess making Shawn Michaels and the click look like uh, whatever the opposite of Bobby Fisher is. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. Me playing chess. Dredge playing chess. <laughs> 
It is Reg. It is just so elaborate. The, mm-hmm. the, but that's the thing is at the end of this six months, if there's not resolution and Punk is still under contract and the elite and Kenny go, man. And again, I hate to beat a dead horse because I've pitched this a dozen times. But if they go and want to give Cody their back and even yeah. the odds with the bloodline heading into uh, WrestleMania 40. Uh-uh. I think there's take the money and run type situation and then they're gone and you can do whatever you want with CM Punk. And that is a game that I think uh, Tony Khan is waiting and watching to play out right now. Uh, I I don't. uh, uh, Anything that involves the elite going to WWE, I'm out. We guys get it resolved. Get into this room and talk with this man and get this figured out because I can't do that that's not gonna work for me, brother. I'm not. I'm not in one of, on this. One of the you guys got to figure it out. One of the elite already left. Cody's gone. Uh, you missed WrestleMania 39. <laughs> if you did, don't watch it. You'll be very upset. No, I might have seen it. I saw the ending, and that's okay. what's gonna happen to the elite. Kenny Omega, you're going to be jobbing out to Roman Reigns, too. He has at least 10 more years as the WWE Universal Undisputed Champion. So it's never going to change for you guys. Yeah, that's the looming thing over this, though. This dark cloud of the elite could possibly be out of here. Kenny Omega could go back to New Japan like tonight, tomorrow. You know, so it's it's a uh, it's a lot's going to happen moving forward. This summer's a big deal. A lot of big shows. And also that, what role is CM Punk coming back going to play in All In, All Out, Forbidden Door? Where's he going to be as a part of this? I hadn't really thought about the idea of the elite going back to New Japan and then helping New Japan get back to their North American initiative. That's an mm-hmm. interesting concept. There's, yeah. there's, But that's the thing is there's more than one option for those guys there. Thank God. Man, wow, what a time for wrestling. Uh, well, you know, we were talking about Collision here just a second ago. Uh, I did want to throw in the Fightful report that Brian Danielson looks to be helping with creative on collision. And of course uh-huh. he did that with WWE. Yeah. Uh, we've got the full list of everybody on the creative team as reported over on the site, but Danielson's great. And Danielson was like one of the few people when punk came in that was like doing stuff with punk and cabana kind of yeah. publicly. Mm-hmm. There were like photos of him and punk on the road, but then he's over on dynamite kicking Scott's teeth out. Yeah. Real thing. Real, thing. real, real life. Mm-hmm. Dude did, by the way, did Danielson never see that clip where Brett's like, the greatest honor of my life is doing all these fights and never hurting anybody. Like, did he miss that message? No, I think he saw it and he just doesn't care. He's like, I'm Brian Danielson. We fight Japanese strong style type thing. I don't care about. Thanks, Brett. Like, great, great advice. But yeah, no, we're doing this over here. I watched that. <laughs> I, wa- I looked at him. The damage done to MJF. I was like, is that necessary? Like, is yeah. that? That's not how it's supposed to be. I mean, think about when he, Brian Danielson himself, in the the greatest Royal Rumble. Remember he returned? Remember how meat his chest looked disgusting? Like, I don't know if you're supposed to end a match like that, dude. But, you know. Guther. Yeah, man. Book me against Guther. Watch me run away, you know. like. Sorry, bro. No, you're not chopping this chest. Yeah, Brett, also a Brettism, infamously told Ric Flair, no, you will not be chopping. Not me. Not tonight, bro. No, that's not. Oh man, yeah, he's like he's like Brett, but he's like the evil Brett. He's like the evil venom. Brett. Wow, he's, you know, think I'm, about I'm it. loving it. Yeah, put it but, in your you know, head. Shout out to Brian Danielson, going to be a part of the Collision team. I mean, my idea, Nick, is if CM Punk say this whole thing falls through tonight, tomorrow, CM Punk's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not coming back. You're not gonna have my friend back. You're not gonna have me back either. Well, 
on creative you got one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time let's build this show collision now on saturdays around brian danielson brian danielson maybe they could feature the tnt championship or something we have brian danielson over here in these great programs and all these matches with all these incredible wrestlers we want around the world they've been bringing in people from around the world let's make this a brian danielson show if we can't make this a cm punk show you know, the rumored matches CM Punk and Samoa Joe possibly for that first show. If the first match is Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson, aren't we making money still, too? That sounds great to me. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's interesting with Danielson because, I, you know, the, the Blackpool Combat Club, I think, is on-air characters will be yeah. on Wednesday nights working yes. with the Elite. And, like, that's kind of your core group. Then totally. he gets to go over and he gets to kind of get Linda's brain to the show. I, I, I do think we'll we'll see him on it if he's around. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about him and Punk and Joe, those guys in a room putting together a wrestling program. Dude. Where's Conrad Thompson? That's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'd like to hear what all these guys have to say about everything involving wrestling. Yeah. Um, well, lastly, here in AW land, we got a couple WWE items we'll get into. But uh, AW Fight Forever finally has a release date. Fightful uh-huh. broke it first. It's going to be mm-hmm. June 29th. Mm-hmm. Then it was confirmed in a press release. It'll be June 29th. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other info. Uh, you got any anything you want to add on the Release of Fight Forever, Fight Forever finally coming out? Uh, I have music involved in the game, so just please get the game. It's very important to me. I've been waiting for a long time for this release date. There's been a lot going on. Uh, as you know, they've been building this video game from scratch. It wasn't a – they didn't get an engine from a, an old wrestling game. This is from zero to, to completion on June 29th. Very excited about this release date. Very excited about people finally getting able to, to have their hands on it. There's a bunch of questions – surrounding AEW that always kind of come up like specifically with me and, and things and and it's always like a looming thing of well when's this video game going to come out it's kind of like well when's Miro going to come back when's Andrade going to come back I'm happy that they're <laughs> tying all these loose ends finally <laughs> it's all happening at once Reg it's fantastic <laughs> thank god <laughs> that's amazing who what all what do you can you give us any insight into to what tracks and stuff you you, you bring to the game I mean, uh, th- there's already been a video out that my song Brick Phone is a part of uh, of the thing, but I have a couple of other songs that are also a part of it that I want to just let the, the the game come out and you hear my voice. It's, it's, it's really an honor. I mean, I came up playing, you know, like the WWE games and football and basketball games that the soundtracks were super important and I still remember music and the songs from those games and I'm hoping to be the same for me. You know, some little kid's going to, play this game and they're going to hear righteous reg rapping out of the you know on the songs and that's just like a dream come true man this is amazing like i cannot wait for june 29th it's going to be a great day uh days after this show was we you know forbidden door that we're talking about in conjunction almost so it's an exciting time yeah man and like i you know what i'm gonna make i'm gonna change my my run sheet around here because you said something there where you're like kids are gonna see this hear this Mm -hmm. glad to have an influence on them uh, last night, after Monday Night Raw, uh, our good friend Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. uh, took to to Twitter here to uh, do the, to to give this promo because last night on on Raw he was going to do this promo talking about Gunther and the Intercontinental Title match, and Brock Lesnar cuts him off right as he gets to like the meat of it, right in like the most uncomfortable way possible, <laughs> like uh, like the most stereotypical like drunk quarterback mm-hmm. at a frat party. Like, you're mm-hmm. just, like, you're telling this girl, like, oh, man, 
you're hitting it. You could tell she's into yeah. it. And like you might get her number or more. And then this mm-hmm. dude, this drunk, just comes by and he just pushes you out of the way. The quarterback. The quarterback. <laughs> quarter, straight on. I think this is how footballers stand. I don't know. Never played. And and he just he gets there his little cowboy hat and he and he he gets the entrance curtain and he turns back and he looks at Ali. He says, Get a life, kid. <laughs> <laughs> It's so such a random line. It's like, what? Get a life. <laughs> and like he takes off and Ali just looks like ah, F this bullshit. Here he goes again. <laughs> exactly. Like, he did it to me again, you guys. He just walks off like, oh, I hate that. I hate it here. So my initial reaction was this is effing hilarious. Ali yes. crushed it. The timing was I thought very good. Very beautiful. Me- very beautiful. Memeable. Very mm-hmm. memeable. Mm-hmm. Um but it, but it, he did put, cut this promo. I'm going to show the promo here in just a second. We can actually listen. We'll react to it. But um, but I'm wondering with Ali, because he's like winning on TV. Yeah. He's getting uh-huh. these random ass wins that nobody seems to know how to react to. It's like when Hardcore Holly would win. You're like, what? <laughs> You're like, wait, Hardcore Holly's winning? <laughs> I, I, I kind of hate that We guy. usually what don't a- hear his song a second time. He <laughs> uses it once, and then he loses, and we hear this opponent's song. But <laughs> Okay, great. By the way, I think that's the one and only time Mustafa Ali will ever be compared to Bob Sparkplug Holly. <laughs> I hope so, for his benefit. <laughs> so, so, But he's he's winning these weird matches and and Brock's doing this thing and they have history Brock cost him money in the bank right yep. um are they gonna do something with him like it kind um, of feels like they're is he Ziggler'd or is there are they are they doing something with him sheesh. I like to think they're doing something with him he does do more more than most wrestlers when it comes to you know not in the ring things he does a lot of promos he likes to get his name out there even if he's not featured on the show so uh, I hope this is leading to a, a thing with Brock Lesnar because that's a great payoff for all this, all these things he's been saying. All right. Well, I'm going to play Ali's promo here right now, and we and we'll watch it, and then we'll give some reactions. We'll talk a little bit more WWE. But here's the promo. This is from his personal Twitter feed that he cut after Monday Night Raw that he was not allowed to cut because because Lesnar cut him off. Um. So earlier tonight, I was trying to say something, but I didn't really get the chance to say what I wanted to say. So I'll say it now. Um, I don't want to continue pretending to be something that I'm not. I mean, my whole life, I've dreamed about doing something great, about being a champion. When I look back at my career, I haven't even gotten close to being any of those things. And you've all seen it. It's been it's been failure after failure, and this is why no one believes that I even have a chance in hell at defeating Gunther and becoming the Intercontinental Champion. But for some reason, I still believe I can. I know I can. Because I'm still Mustafa Ali. I'm still that guy that was the ultimate underdog that would never stay down. I was the heart of the cruiserweight division. I was the guy that pinned a reigning WWE champion. That was me. I was I was doing that while I was breaking down barriers and shattering stereotypes. That was me. And that of champions takes place in Saudi Arabia. And there's going to be kids out there that look just like me, that have a name just like mine. They need to see the real Mustafa Ali. 
And I need to see the real Mustafa Ali too, because I need to finally look in the mirror and be proud of the man that's staring back at me. So I'm laying it all on the line. At Night of Champions, if I can't be great, if I can't be a champion, then I don't deserve to be here. This Saturday, either my dream finally comes true or my dream dies. And if it's going to die, then I'm going down with it. Holy crap! Uh, okay. 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 Now I'm like, okay, that Brock Lesnar thing was unnecessary. <clears throat> we should have got this promo on Raw. This is amazing. That would have built the match like crazy. Now, no, I mean, not enough people are going to see this promo on Twitter. I'm like, well, Brock Lesnar, you really did do something. So this better lead to something. If that's what we were potentially going to get and Brock came and ruined it. Dude, that was amazing. Yes. How you did, like, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, I think he might actually win this match now, you know, real believability. That's why I wonder is that, are they messing with him? Is like, or is there something there or is there right. something on the horizon? Mm. Is he doing this because they, they wanted him to do it? Is he doing this because he wanted to do it on his own? There's just something going on with Ali right now. I don't know. I can't tell if it's good or bad. It's interesting because, you know, also Natty did the same type of thing. She did a promo on her, I think, Instagram page, maybe, maybe also her Twitter page, where it was kind of like the same thing, like, oh, she's not getting TV time, so I have to do this passionate promo to sell this match that's coming up because they're not letting me sell it on the TV. It looks like, because Ali's done promos like this before online, right. like super powerful, impactful People online are like, justice for Ali, he needs to get this, and then he doesn't. I don't know if he's – he might be in that position, that Ziggler position of like, you know what this is. You know where you're going to be. You're not going to ever be the world champion like you think you're going to be. Dude, Gunther's going to chop your chest off in front of all these fans. I don't know, man. Stranger things have happened. I I can't tell. I can't, I can't get a vibe on it. I yeah. Can't a, I can't get a vibe. I, I don't know. You know? I, I hope for his sake and all that he does with these great and that amazing promo he just did that he gets something out of this because, yo, this guy really is as talented as he says and let him show it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, unfortunate news for Dakota Kai, the Observer reporting <sighs> she has torn her ACL. She tore her ACL in the match on May 12th. Uh, it was a tag match that Liv Morgan also got injured in. Mm -hmm. And after Morgan got injured, Kai was working with her to finish the match, and while trying to protect Morgan, who was injured, Kai then injured herself. This is, from what I gather, the second ACL tear. Uh, the last one took her about nine months to recover from. I've heard it's harder to recover the second time, so take that for what you will. Um, but very unfortunate, and I mean damage control setback after setback after setback after off the rails after what are we doing i don't is it even a faction with two people it's more of just a tag uh, unit you know yeah the way that you just told that story of live giving getting hurt and then dakota trying to protect her and getting hurt it's like first of all why are you guys still doing this spot with live at the end of the match if her shoulder's destroyed like why is she getting power bombed and double stomped at the same time why are you putting both of these women into this position. And then last night on Raw, they were trying to sell it as almost like Dakota did it to 
uh, live. And then they didn't tell the story of Dakota also being hurt. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? What happened here? Why are all these? And also, Nick, what? what's up with all these ACL injuries very recently? What's up with all these knee injuries? What's up with the, like it's. Well, it's a very unfortunate time. Well, um, back when I was doing uh, my podcast with Sean X Pac Waltman, name drop, mm-hmm. keep that one. Um, yeah. He would talk a lot about how they worked a main event style, mm-hmm. and the main event style you, you kind of saw them all like all the all the money guys at WWE. They worked this style where there was a couple things you would do that were interesting, but it's for the most part not a yeah. exceptionally. I mean, it's look, you got to be athletic to do this shit, even if it's on that level. Right. But it's it's more methodical. It's Mm -hmm. slower. It's building to those moments. The style, even by Shawn Michaels own admission, when him and Hunter Mm -hmm. talk about the WWE NXT style that they're bringing up to the main roster now, they say, hey, it's we got to move with the times. This is the the kind of style of the moment. We're trying to keep up with the kind of wrestling people like. I do wonder, it's a very good point you brought up, and I've thought about this for a while. I do wonder if you start to pull back, and as much as people hate that WWE formulaic style, there's there, it doesn't have to be all WWE heat matches. There are ways, no. that, there are ways to take that. And Bret Hart did that style for decades, and yeah. nobody had an issue with it. Same mm-hmm. with Shawn Michaels, Waltman, Nash, all those people. I just, I do. I think they're going to pull back a little bit. I do think the injuries are getting a little bit much. Agreed. They, I mean, they should at this point. They don't have to, you don't have to compete with AEW. AEW's doing the high spot. They got Kenny Omega. They got Brian Danielson. They got all these wrestlers that do these high spot litten matches from the jump. There's a million high spots. WWE, look, we don't need it over here. We know, I know what I'm about to get when I see a big WWE match. Yo, do this Randy Orton match. Let's work it out of slow pace. This is going to save these wrestlers' legs, especially the kids in NXT. They don't need to be having ACL injuries. It shows that when they talk about like Osprey and Ricochet and all these guys and flips, like it shows that there's a certain level to this. And like you can't, it can't just be anybody doing these flips. It can't just be anybody doing these spots because it's, it's high level. It's intense. Dude. It's much different than what you're describing, like with X Pac in 1994 and 96 and 98 and Hogan and all this. Way different time. So yeah, pull pull it back, man. I, as someone who loves spots, I'm spot fool. I'm the guy. Look, I don't want wrestlers to be going out like this. This is insane. Well, one guy who kind of helped define that style, we'll close with here. AJ Styles spoke with the New York Post, and he said what everybody's thinking. <laughs> but he said it as he's going into his WWE World Heavyweight Championship match against Seth freaking Rollins. I love it. This Saturday at Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. He conceded that the new title that WWE, that he himself is fighting for and is trying to build hype around, (laughs) is a secondary world championship because they had to strip Reigns of it and Reigns never lost it. He's like, how else do you, like, what? come on. I can sit here and piss on you and tell you it's raining. What everyone has been thinking, AJ Styles went on the New York Post and said it out loud. Hey, you guys, this is a secondary title. No one can beat Roman. Roman has that thing held hostage. So they gave us a little uh, consolation prize over here to fight over. Now, Nick, does that sell you on AJ Styles winning? Is Is he working here? Is he trying to throw you off to be like, well, this guy's not winning the belt if he's talking like that? Because I saw a lot of people online being like, well, I guess that proves that <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to win the belt. But I'm like, I don't know if it does. I do. I think it. I think it, I took it as a, a big, a big signal that he's not winning this title. It is not <laughs> plus by this. And it's, 
and is looking directly past Seth Rollins, someone he can't even physically work a program with because he's on the set of Captain America New World Order. I'm sure AJ loves that. Yeah, let's build a match and you can't. He's like, I can't even win the secondary championship with the guy that's also gone in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a crappy secondary title. I don't Nobody cares about that belt either. Hey, AJ, the build to this match is Seth Rollins talking about all the things he's going to do when he's world champion. <laughs> And, Ed, no one believes in you also, AJ. Everybody believes we created this belt specifically for Seth Rollins. So enjoy the ride, buddy. And then they have to explain <laughs> to him that when you fly to Saudi Arabia, it's on a curve. <laughs> and you know what's always looming when they fly to Saudi Arabia? They might keep you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he's like, well, I'm going to take a straight line back because the earth is flat. I was just real direct about it. So there you go. Just, get, just put it right out there. <laughs> and Brian Danielson did. He don't give a shit. All right. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, thank you, Reg. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. I will hopefully have you back here uh, down the road. Totally. Um, this Thursday, I'm going to welcome your Grapsity cohort, Phil Lindsay, yes. who, who came over to my home in Chicago not long ago. We watched Raw together. And then we like tried to do a post show and it was like, we weren't feeling it. We just kind of stopped after like 15 Raw minutes. Sucked, huh? Like we, we don't really do this. Like Phil and I are not late night post show guys. No, no. We actually like didn't really pay that much attention to raw. And then when it was like time to talk about it, we were like, we mostly just talked about punk. I'm not going to lie. So there Classic. You go. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Phil's going to be here. It's Grapsity Week on House of Wrestling. That's NAB, right. Big, let's go. Big week. Uh, heading into three big pay-per-views this weekend. Uh, and so that'll be Thursday, noon Eastern. Come back to Premier Streaming Network. And uh, the audio feed will also have uh, all the audio from uh, both shows this week, along with all the interviews, big interviews this week. I, I also do interviews for Inside the Ropes uh, once a week. I got a big one coming out later in the week this time. That audio should drop uh, on the feed on Friday sometime. Uh, I won't tell you what it is. Uh, so we got two big surprise pieces of audio this week over House of Wrestling. And I'm supposed to remind you all to leave a review. Because if you leave a review, it satiates the Apple podcast gods. Mm -hmm. And our spirit flies high into the Apple chartable podcast charts. So there you go. Please help us. It's a spirit quest. Yes. Um, wow, I really... <laughs> Smoke way too much weed. Uh, Reg, <laughs> what do you want to put over here before we wrap up today? Uh, catch me on Grapsity every Saturday. Fightful Network, YouTube. Phil Lindsay and I are still going at it because our friend somehow got signed away. He's gone. I haven't seen him in like four weeks. I don't know where he is, Nick. Somebody Dead. needs to send out an APV for him. Uh, are you going to be in uh, Vegas this weekend for the events? I am not. I am laying low. I'm going to be covering okay. all the shows from my couch like yes. your other boss or your boss. I don't know. Your acquaintance. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp does that know. now. Largely yes. from home. Right? <laughs> but yes, it. I I, he, I guess you could say he's my boss. He, pay, he pays my check, whatever. It works for me. I don't care. Send the check. I don't care who's sending it. But yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend for Bidden Door activity. So if you see me out there, give me a high five. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about wrestling. Yeah, man. It's going to be a big weekend for wrestling, everybody. Come back here. HouseofWrestling.com. H-A-U-S, of course, of wrestling.com. Uh, grab your shoes at the door. Grab whatever you left on the coat rack. Take whatever you want off the living room counter. Thanks for dropping by. You're welcome back anytime. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.